0: This is AXIS Podcast episode 148 with Anna and Erin, encouraging you to fight for your mind, your body, and your soul. We're really happy to be here, and we do have a special guest in house with us, so we'll get to that in just a little bit, but we do want to say we will be finishing up the book Hearing God next week, but we wanted to take a chance this week to let you hear from another one of our family members. We kind of... Uh, have started a tradition of having uh, someone from our family kind of each uh, holiday season to talk about growing up with us, growing up in our family, and maybe to give you a little bit of encouragement while you might be with your family a lot during this season. Um, So we have our brother Cody Meadows in-house with us, and he falls into the sixth, in line yes and um, of course you know I'm the oldest and Anna is fourth is that right yeah yeah. and then Cody is six and then there's one more below him so there's actually 14 years difference between Cody and I and you would uh, think that our worlds are far apart and they were for a lot of years we our lives were completely different in fact Um, Well, in fact, I changed both of these people's diapers. (laughs) Um, But I did, uh, you know, babysit Cody a lot and um, was more of kind of the maybe aunt figure in his life. Um, But it's just really been neat to see him grow into a man and uh, begin to encourage me and teach me things. And uh, just to see, you know, the same kind of, way our parents taught us um, and the unique personalities of each one of us, how we've kind of taken that on as our own. And the reason we wanted Cody is he has a very cool, unique perspective on life, and he really uh, pursues that in a way that's very inspiring. And he also mentors my teen boys, which is amazing. You could not pay money to get what I'm getting in that so I'm so appreciative of that um so this is Cody welcome to our show
1: (laughs) thank you yeah thank you so much for even saying saying any of that I feel really honored to just be here with you guys because I don't know just you both have value in my uh opinions I guess and my beliefs and uh I, there's value here so I'm honored yeah
2: yeah no I think it's great cuz you've listened to our podcast for a long time and you've been such an encouragement to us and just saying that you've li- been listening and what mm. you've taken away from it and that's invaluable as well yeah. um just I you know Aaron said she's more of the the aunt figure I think for me growing up with Cody um there was a season in our life where I was actually his youth pastor and he was a student in my ministry And we grew very close during that time. Um, And it's just funny how age is really an equalizer because where maybe I was, you know, your youth pastor at one time, now we're peers because you've grown to have a lot more life experience than when you were a student. Mm -hmm. And um, now I don't see you as a student. I see you as a peer. I see you as someone that I can learn from equally Mm -hmm. um, as as you would learn from someone older than you. And I just think that's so cool about age and how, you know, somebody that may be younger than you for a time, man, if you are humble, you really can learn a lot from them as they continue to grow and become who they are and who they were meant to be as God created them. And so that's what I have seen in you is like, it's just been so cool to be a part of that journey uh, and seeing it grow and change. And then also just being influenced by you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, now as you're stepping into your adulthood yeah it's just been cool that's
1: awesome to hear yeah i think for me a lot of it of becoming an adult is just like not seeing yourself as a little brother anymore and knowing um that i do have something to offer and it's something unique and it's something that's mine so i think me seeing myself that way has kind of helped you guys also see me that way so that's
0: that's so true so just tell us just the basics about yourself family life what you do
1: yeah, yeah, so basics, um, been married for coming up on 10 years. Wow. Is <laughs> that a thing? Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so, uh. That would be I'm, right. Yeah. I'm becoming old now. Yes. I'm turning 30 next year. Okay. Um, my wife Amber and I have, uh, Lila, of course, one daughter. She's turning four in November, which mm-hmm. is also crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe. Um. I clean windows for a living. Um, that's something that I was able to take over from dad, and um, you know Aaron. Aaron helps me with that um, from home and does a lot of office work. Uh, so that's something we get to do together and struggle with together. And <laughs> it's been a it's been such a interesting uh, couple of years. Probably about five years where I've really started digging in and taking it more serious and. Um, learning about business and what works and what doesn't work and uh, it's been that's been really fun I really I'm honestly very thankful that you've been patient with me through that so oh
0: well it's mutual because (laughs) uh, I wish I was a better manager sometimes I'm like I don't know we'll figure this out though (laughs) well that's that's
1: my mindset too is like whatever whatever we get into is just like you know we'll handle it whatever whatever comes up we'll handle it yeah yeah exactly so i play I play guitar at life church uh, at the mustang location. I've been playing there for a little over five years now I think um, and yeah that's that's kind of basics that I can get through so far
0: yeah right so you know we've we've had mom and dad on here And, of course everybody knows uh Anna and I are really big into movement and lifting weights and yeah. Uh so tell us does movement come into play in in your life in any way?
1: Yeah, so it comes in all sorts of ways for me. I I love physical activity. Um I love getting that body high of exerting energy and pushing your limits. Um right now I'm not in a like really consistent routine or anything like that, but daily movement is something that I never really have to th- even think about. Mm-hmm. Um, we do go on walks daily. Uh, it's rare if we don't go on a walk, um, around the neighborhood. But the thing I, I really love is lifting weights. Um, and, uh, just, just lifting as heavy as I can, mm-hmm. honestly, I don't, and it, it is not, it's not even that much, but mm-hmm. for me, it's like just getting the endorphins going mm-hmm. and, uh, Just leaving that gym on, just feeling good. Yeah, yes, Uh, I I totally get
2: that. Well, Cody, I don't know if y'all have listened, you know, enough to know that we've talked about the Papa Bob muscles. Um, When Andrew was on last year, we talked about it because Andrew, our older brother, or my older brother, your younger brother, Mm -hmm. he (laughs) has the same um, kind of jeans and makeup that Cody does, and it was from our mom's dad, um, who we called Papa Bob. He just he just built muscle very easily. and that's not really something that a lot of people can do. And a lot of us have that ability um just in our makeup. And so it's like when you start lifting weights, I can immediately tell. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're yeah. lifting right now. um because it just it really does happen um, quickly. and that's kind of a really great gift. Yeah, you know? it, it really is. Mm-hmm.
1: I try not to take it for granted. Yeah. obviously, it's hard. It's hard not to sometimes, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, extremely blessed.
0: Yeah. Well, and we've also had mom on who talked about growing up that she figured out if she was going to make it through life, she had to get up and get in the Word, time with God. Anna and I talk about that a lot. Is this something that you do on a regular basis um, or here and there? Um, how does that look like in your yeah, life? Yeah,
1: so um, my my relationship with God is is very very personal uh very unique just i had to make it my own Mm -hmm. it had to be mine totally and i i I didn't want it to be like um check the box yeah yeah so i i kind of i kind of was getting turned off by the whole idea because you know it I just didn't want to follow something just Mm -hmm. to follow it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of walked away and kind of did my own thing. And, um, yeah, I had, I had my daughter and, uh, that's kind of when I started taking, taking a hard look at my life and just, uh, the direction it was going and, um, you know, the direction that I wanted it to go and it, those weren't necessarily aligning, you know? Mm. And so, Mm. um, I wanted to take, uh, take it serious and kind of figure out um you know i just started asking myself questions of like uh you know what what is god you know what is that to me um how can i make that uh a personal thing that i can explain um at least in my own head you know and make sense in my own head um and it and it's extremely hard to do some days uh but um yeah that's kind of how I've started a personal um, God relationship, um, in myself, and that that probably started about five years ago. So I'm pretty new, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and so, yeah. So, on a day to day basis, what what it looks like is. Um, Ideally, if I'm waking up like I know I should be, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting up about 430 in the morning and I, I naturally wake up then and it's, it's reading the Bible or, or writing. Um, and that's kind of like my pursuit of that, you know, one-on-one relationship. And, mm-hmm. um, and then throughout the day, it's, it's also just kind of like an open conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and it, it just comes really naturally to me of just like my my thoughts are prayers you yes. know like i'm i am communing with god yes. you know all day, all day. so right. uh that's really what it looks like and it and it doesn't stop uh really i mean obviously things come up and then my focus gets uh, put on other things and stuff like that but um, it's always like a connection that is easy to tap into yes. so yeah, that's yeah. Really and good. I try not to overthink it Yeah I try not to overthink good. it because mm-hmm. um, because I'm you know, I'm up here in my mind and it's like, God's right there. Yeah. Know? Right. So yeah. just don't overthink it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people definitely overthink it and they get themselves mm-hmm. all wrapped up in doubt. And, mm-hmm. and then it's just a kind of a downward spiral mm-hmm. and it's like, God is, is just right there and, yeah. and he is easy to access. Mm-hmm. And it's just takes that faith activation to know and believe that he is right there and that he desires that relationship with us, yeah. you know, just that real easy, Um, daily in-and-out relationship that it's it's easy to have if you can just really believe that it's available to you. So, well, we want to know, and people want to (laughs) know. Inquiring minds want to know. Well, you know, it's like growing up in a big family we all have our own perspectives. Erin has a completely different perspective because she's the oldest. I have a different perspective because I'm right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we've talked before when mom and dad were on that we really were kind of raised by two different parents because they had changed so much yeah. from when Erin, Andrew, and Allie were you know, the the first kind of set, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then just through life and journeys and God refining them, how they changed. We want to know what it was like for you. From your perspective, what was it like growing up with just all these sisters and your brothers. Um, I can imagine it's quite a different experience than we had, right?
0: Yeah. And you're welcome by the way that we trained up the parents for you. (laughs) We we got them ready for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The
2: first three definitely uh, got them ready for the last four, right? Yeah. 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 I take a lot of credit for that. (laughs) That's
1: good. You guys did a great job. on Uh, No. So, I mean, honestly, I don't have any complaints, you know? Yeah it was you guys both mentioned uh earlier in um a couple ways where you were both more of like a motherly figure to me so um having four older sisters was like having four (laughs) bonus
2: moms i'm glad you said bonus (laughs) and not like four moms (laughs) i had to deal with i know who i'm talking to. okay (laughs) he knows how to sugarcoat the other us
1: right yeah no but honestly yeah there was you know that time when you were my youth pastor, yes. and, and you were you were that like uh, just a strong female mentor character in my life. Yeah. Um, and then Aaron, there were times where you took me to your dance yep. dance classes, and I would you know play with Caden while you guys, mm-hmm. and that was another time where you were um, you know kind of a mother figure in my life, which is honestly, I mean, if I didn't really like it at the time, sure, a lot of the of times, course. but. Of course. Probably looking back, it it is a huge blessing to have um, that kind of uh, influence um, in your life. And and I know it's true because I wouldn't mind that for Lila, you know. So, yeah. uh, yeah. That's very
2: true. Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of Lila, too, I I know you mentioned it, but I'd love to get deeper into it um, where you said, after having Lila and you can share kind of the story of how she came into the world was a little different than uh, maybe the norm. And how that, how did that going through that, just having a child changes you, but kind of also what you and Amber walked through to get her here probably was, um, real defining, right? It was a defining time where you kind of had to turn and rely on God and um, yeah, so share yeah. that story and kind of what yeah, it did so
1: for you. She, she was uh, born premature. So Amber had, um, there were some kind of conflicting ideas of what was going on with the pregnancy. We went to a ultrasound and um, I, I really hope I don't screw this word up, but I think, <laughs> I think it's called amniotic fluid mm-hmm. um, was low or depleted mm-hmm. or something like that. So mm-hmm. that was cause for concern. They, we were, Um, planning on having a at home but not at home type of home birth uh, at a facility not in a hospital through a midwife Um, and our midwife actually advised us to um, go to the hospital and get checked over and um, they uh, they took Amber's blood pressure when we got there and it was extremely high concerning and um, they they assumed that she was in the developing ages of preclamp uh, pre eclampsia uh-huh. and um, and so we stayed in the hospital for about a month um, just to be closely monitored. Um, you know, we're both a not much younger than I am right now, but a lot dumber probably <laughs> too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, like, I'm glad to say. Uh, obviously like i'm glad that i'm not as dumb as i was right. but, less experienced. Uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um you know we're kind of freaking out and we're kind of you know believing that they know what they're talking about 100 uh-huh. percent, and there's uh and that we don't have a say in it you know right. and so we're we're listening to them and we're also very concerned because you know we also have the fear of like okay well this seems really serious you know um, so we, we, we just stay in the hospital, uh, for about a month before Lila was born and they induced Amber into labor at about 30 weeks, I think it was. And then she was born at three pounds and 11 ounces. Wow. If I have that.
2: Yeah.
1: If I'm that remembering sounds right. right. Yeah. Um, and she was in the NICU for another week and a half just to, um, they wanted her to gain weight uh-huh. uh, just because she was so small. And so, yeah, that, was, that wasn't a fun experience at all, although um, I do think that it was a good experience to go through for me and Amber's relationship of just knowing, like, no matter how hard things get, we know how we're going to handle it because we've already set, like, the tempo, or we've already set, like, a... Um, guidelines of what this is how we react to these certain situations, and yes. um, we do it together. Um, and so, yeah, it we grew together in that time, and um, yeah, I think I think uh, it was definitely harder on her than it was for me. Um, I was always pretty confident um, that everything was going to be okay, uh, no matter what, honestly, um, but um, it is something that she still. Uh, deals with some a little bit yeah amber um, yeah mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. just the fear and
1: yeah yeah fear and uh just some anxieties and like what ifs and sure. um you know some hesitations of maybe trying trying for another one and uh-huh. like what's going to happen then and um she always said like she had white coat syndrome is what they call it oh, so like, yeah. <laughs> she attributed attributed her high blood pressure to the fact that a doctor was taking her sure. blood pressure. I think we all have that a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> so now she's worried that every time she gets her blood pressure mm-hmm. taken that they're going to be like, no, you need to be admitted and you need to stay in this hospital. And Which uh...
2: could
0: make it go high. Right, <laughs> well, exactly. we know that. Right. You
2: know, Aaron and I talk about this all the time. It's like how, you know, the mind-body connection, You, if you have anxiety, it actually can show up in a physical form. And b- high blood pressure is one of the one way that it can show up yeah, that yeah. anxiety does show up in the body is through high blood pressure mm-hmm. blood pressure so learning how to um you know just regulate stress or regulate um fears or whatever which is something that's so rampant right now yeah. um, in our in our day and age with just how the enemy is really using fear to control and to hold people back and just i don't know i think just he's just running rampant with fear. Mm-hmm. Um so I know this is kind of like a side thing. What do you feel like if you were to tell someone not just Amber because she's your yeah, wife, but anybody yeah. who struggles with fear, anxiety, the what ifs, yeah. how would you lead them to a place where that's not something you struggle with necessarily, but how do you help them get past that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll say what I try to tell Amber and how I try to deal with it in myself is just like understanding that my perspective is not even half the story Mm -hmm. you know I'm so limited in what my understanding is and what I can see and what I know um that like I probably even can't imagine the worst type of fear Mm -hmm. you know or the worst thing that could go wrong so like I don't know that that kind of works for me a little bit because um just knowing that there is another part of the story that I'm not seeing, you know, Mm -hmm. that, um, and, and choosing to believe, um, that this story is going to work out for, um, God's glory, you know, and whether I think it's the right thing or not, you know, um, um, yeah. and, And just trying to choose to believe that. Yes. Uh, and that that works for me. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's a it's definite choice. Um, and the beautiful thing about this story is, you know, God chose you to be in Amber's life and, and God chose Amber to be in your life. And it's just so beautiful how, you know, strengths can help weaknesses and vice versa. Yeah. And um, it's been fun to watch her grow in that way. And then the things that she's helped you grow right. in totally. uh, on the flip side. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's really neat. And we love Amber so much. She is one of the sisters, for sure. What ways do you feel
2: like she's helped you grow? Oh, my gosh. So (laughs)
1: Amber is the epitome of, like, responsibility and taking care of things, like first things first type of mentality. So, like, that's not one of my strengths. So she has really helped me. And so one of my strengths is competitiveness. So I've tried to, like, kind of compete with her enough, <laughs> which has grown me a lot so no. I'm still nowhere close to being as uh, responsible or on top of things as she is but yeah. uh she she is just so gifted in that area it's That's cool just crazy
0: yeah yeah her her organizing inspires me yeah. yeah I'm like wow I I can really grow in this so it's cool Um, you mentioned that you write and so I'm curious uh, when did that start why did it start and what do you write about
1: yeah yeah well that's a lot of questions I know right (laughs) pick pick yeah so I start so I started this kind of writing journey I guess um, out of need because um, you know where technology is today and um, how much information is readily available. Um, I was consuming information like crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, and it could be true information or could be, I mean, I'm, I'm on a podcast now, so it could definitely be (laughs) wrong. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But no, I was just, I was just consuming information so much. And my mind was just getting, um, Full, I guess, you know, and I think I, I read somewhere that clarity is um, like 20% consumption of knowledge and 80% writing. Ah. So um, I started writing out of necessity just to like clear my mind. Um, and what I write about is um, just questions that I have, just a lot of questions that I have, uh, things that I think I believe. Um you know, it'll be spontaneous. Sometimes I'll be <laughs> I'll be driving and voice voice activate my phone and put something in my notes. Uh-huh. Um or if I'm waking up uh in the morning and um and writing then then I can really deep dive into writing about uh what is what is this scripture saying uh-huh. or like what is this belief saying or what's behind this belief. Um so yeah, I I that's kinda of, kind of typically what i write about Mm
0: -hmm. uh do you i'm curious so do you write after you've had revelation or do you often get revelation as you're writing
1: yeah so (laughs) there i've I've done it both ways Mm -hmm. so um i've definitely tried to write during a revelation um which is extremely difficult Mm -hmm. uh because I, I had one experience where, um, you know, I felt like I was almost being, I almost felt like I was being attacked by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and kind of had my eyes open to some truth um, that wasn't necessarily pleasant and kind of the information that was kind of, and I say information, but it, it was really thoughts that I did I don't know where they're coming from, but these thoughts are coming in so fast Uh
2: Um,
1: and I'm trying to write them down so I can keep track of them. Uh, So that's happened before. And that's extremely difficult because you don't make any sense, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. because you're switching from subject to subject so quickly because they're they're just so much. By the time I can formulate thoughts into words, Mm -hmm. it's like. I'm having five other thoughts. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah. Uh, so that's that's really hard, um, and I'm also limited by my thumbs typing up, you know, <laughs> right. because I type on my phone right. only. Uh-huh. Right. Right. Uh, so that's also another limitation. But uh, yeah, and then sometimes I'll try to write to have a revelation. To mm-hmm. um, I'll write prayers. Um, uh, <clears throat> you know, I've I've written things to kind of knock me out of a funk mm-hmm. uh just kind of like talking to myself really sternly you know like okay if I was my dad what would I be saying to you yeah yeah. You know? yeah um and I, honestly that's actually one of the most helpful things that I've written is uh, just an excuse to get out of bed, you know, mm, when, it, yeah. when that's not easy right. mm. and just reading that when getting out of bed isn't easy, mm. it becomes like, okay, okay, this yeah. is real life, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh,
2: that's good. Okay. I, I've wow. always said, I don't really know what I think until I've written, <laughs> you know, it's like you totally. write, you write to really discover what you think. And uh, I know that's been my experience for sure is like, you know, revelations definitely come, you know, when you write and and after you write, when you're trying to figure out what it is and it, yeah. it just becomes so much more clear. And I love that you said that, like clarity really does come through writing. You really don't know what you believe until you've written it down. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a good exercise to do um, for yeah. anybody, you know, so mm-hmm. recommended.
0: But, so, that's, you brought up a really good point, and I hear a lot of people that struggle with getting out of bed, yeah, you know, day to day. So, what do you say, what would you say, why do you get out of bed every day? What's your yeah, purpose? Yeah,
1: so, um, I would actually just love to read read you okay. what I wrote. So okay, me, we would I'll, love that. It'll take just a second to find it, because I this is not organized at all. Yeah. Now, we get to
0: hear that you often will share uh, with mom some of the things you write, and uh, we're kind of jealous of that. We, we we need you to start publishing or something yeah, so that we can see the, yeah. these
1: things, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I found it here, and this is, this is what it says. This is just in a time where I did not feel like getting out of bed and facing the day and facing... Um, whatever reality had for me that, that day. So you're
2: laying in bed writing this? Laying okay, in okay. bed
1: writing this while not wanting to get up, yeah. Okay. So it says, get up, keep pressing. When your mind brings you down, overcome. You are the master of your own mind. Your mind is not lying to you, but it's also not telling the truth. Mm. These black truths your mind is telling you are suppressants that the enemy is using to keep you from becoming who you are meant to be. mm uh-huh. Who you are meant to be is you become your offering. You offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Why live like this? The conclusion that I've come to is that you sacrifice for the future. You deny yourself the present so that the future may be revealed. You don't always get to see the harvest of your sacrifice. The more you deny yourself, the more your work is extended through space and time. Your harvest will be plentiful, but you will not see it. That is my hope. That I would live my life in a way, that I would live my life in a way that sacrifices to the future, so that the impact of my work could bless the generations to come after me.
2: Mm.
1: That is who I want to be. That is my aim. That is my center. I don't believe I have the strength to do this on my own. I will fail, mm-hmm. but I will never get up. I will never give up. I will always keep pressing and continue to remind myself, this is the life that I want to live. A life of fulfillment. Get up!
2: That's wow! Good. I love that. that. We need to have that like with music behind it. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Have it as a recording. Yeah. That people could play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you know, at, I'm a writer as well, and so hearing those words, it just makes me realize. I mean, you're also a writer. You know, it's mm. just like so cool to see um, the way God has gifted, you know, different people in our family to really hear from him, you know, Mm -hmm. like those are not your words. I mean, those are his words through you. And that's why they're, they're very powerful. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm, I love that. Mm -hmm. It's just really cool.
1: Well, that's awesome. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to ask you another question that we didn't plan for anything, because this is something you have told me that you've really worked on. Um, with just, um, as you've grown in its conversation. And I know that you've shared with me just kind of how you've developed in that area and with people going to have family around, maybe family that they don't necessarily get along with, maybe family that they don't necessarily see very often. I would Uh love for you to share how you've grown to become a great conversationalist um, and maybe you don't even see yourself that way but I definitely see you as a, as someone that is just really fun to have a conversation mm-hmm. with and I think you've really at least I feel like you've purposefully grown in that area yeah, because yeah. it was kind of something that you felt was lacking yeah. as a as a young adult
1: Well yeah for sure it definitely it definitely was a weakness of mine of just being able to express myself and actually what kind of uh, kicked me into gear a little bit was actually a reoccurring nightmare.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Wow. That's um, interesting.
1: Yeah. It was always in the setting of mom and dad's house Uh and, um, we're always in a family situation and, uh, we're always arguing. We're, Mm. we always had a problem. Uh We're always arguing about it and I always had the solution. Okay. But when I got up to speak, I couldn't, Mm. I couldn't talk. Mm you know have Mm -hmm. you ever had that dream where you just Mm -hmm. like you're trying to say words (laughs) but you can't
0: I just did that like three (laughs) days ago yeah Yeah.
1: so I what I took that to mean is like okay you're in some way you're not expressing yourself in the way that you want to right um and so I took that as a cue to uh develop some um social skills honestly yeah because you know I grew up as a boy, it doesn't come as naturally uh, for me or, or for boys in general, I guess. Well, you uh,
0: had enough sisters talking <laughs> sure. for you it's or, just, or yeah, talking clients. over you. That's what
1: I always tell people, too, is, like, well, somebody had to be the quiet one. You know? right. So, uh, yeah, so I've I've read a lot of books. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of books that help with that uh, subject and um, that have been extremely helpful to, to me. And I also just try to, uh, the number one thing I try to do now is just tell the truth. You know, that's what I try to do, uh, in conversation and it, it works. And also there's so, there's so many things I've learned. Yes. uh, Yeah.
2: Share some with us.
1: Listening is so important Mm -hmm. to conversation to know what the other person is saying without thinking about what you want to be saying Mm -hmm. is uh, Mm -hmm. something that, is easy to practice but really hard to do yeah you know um so yeah i've I've tried to implement that um i've also tried to draw on my skills my strength of actually being a good listener i consider myself a good listener um so i've tried to use that to my advantage in having conversations with people as you know i know what role i'm gonna play you Mm, know and if i can get someone Talking about themselves, mm-hmm. the conversation's going to be really easy. Right. You know, exactly. um, yeah. especially if you show. You know, you want to be authentic. Yeah, uh, that's the main thing. You you want to show, but you also don't want to lie. You mm-hmm. know, you want to be authentic, and I think that's yeah. what authentic yeah. means. Yeah.
2: Genuine. You want to genuine be genuinely and, interested in her. So the if, other
1: person. if you can if you can find something that generally, genuinely interests you in another person mm-hmm. and ask them about it mm-hmm. and show interest and give them your interest and attention, they're going to talk to you, mm-hmm. uh, yes. you know?
2: Yes, and then they're going to walk away saying, man, that Cody guy, he's just such a cool <laughs> dude, you know? And it's like they just spent the last 20 minutes talking about themselves, yeah, you ask the questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was
1: like, I, I didn't even say anything. Right, <laughs> right.
2: No, I love that, and yeah. I've learned that from you and just you know you modeling that and um another thing that i think is really neat about your personality is um you're not afraid of silence
1: mm.
2: you're mm. not afraid of the awkward pause as you really think about what you want to say cuz you aren't necessarily a man of many words mm-hmm. you're a man of few words but they're f- few and powerful because mm-hmm. i feel like you take the time to really think through what you want to say. And so, you know, just, I feel like the work you've done has paid off Yeah. to be a person that really you do um, express yourself. I think now, hopefully you would say this too, the way that you want to express yourself. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Do
2: you have those dreams anymore? Um, So I
1: haven't (laughs) had one of the dreams in a very long time. They they were happening on a regular Mm -hmm. basis. Um, I don't, I don't have those dreams anymore. Mm. And if I do, Honestly, I'd kind of be excited Mm -hmm. again, you know, being like, okay, I have something else that I feel like I need to say that I'm not Mm -hmm. saying, you Uh, know, Um, so, yeah.
0: I mean, you totally just blew my mind because I'm thinking back to the dream I had a while back you know, just a few days ago of that same thing. And I know now exactly why I had that dream. Oh, is
2: it, oh, some- so is it like, something you haven't been able to say? <laughs> to
0: Yeah, to enunciate correctly. Yeah, uh-huh. uh,
2: that's okay. Yeah, mind yeah. blown. It sounds like you need to go do some writing. Now. I know, right? I do, I do. <laughs> to yeah. clarify. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Well, anything else that you would want to share or talk about? I mean, we could go on forever. Yeah, but- yeah.
1: Honestly, I nothing... Comes to mind right now. I just, I just really want to thank you guys for having me on and yeah. uh, giving me the opportunity to share a little part of myself. So. Yeah,
0: I, I did want maybe uh, you can kind of wrap up a last minute encouragement. Um, you know, I know you have things that you are pursuing in your life um, that you will be doing, um, but right now you're basically showing up at a regular old job. Uh, dealing just regular old people and,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: employees. Um, and that can seem, I mean, window cleaning, my word, yeah. that sounds so boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how do you, uh, use something that could seem so boring to fulfill
1: your purpose yeah, and yeah. how can,
0: how can people find purpose, you know, yeah. even in the monotony of what find, they do?
1: Find meaning and meaningless tasks. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Honestly, it's, it's all about what you put in, you know, life is going to be a reflection of what you're putting into it. So, um, if you treat what you're doing as meaningless, it'll be meaningless, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, treat, treat everything that you do like it is the most important thing that you do. And Mm -hmm. it, it will, you will find meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's how I found it. Um, and that's how I've really taken Our company, our family's company, to the next level, and Mm -hmm. hope to continue to take it to the next level, Mm -hmm. um, just by uh, treating it like it is meaningful, Mm -hmm. and um, you know, and it is, and that that's what you find out when you treat it that way. You find the meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's such a such an awesome adventure to go on. Honestly,
0: yeah, and I know that like a lot of times you you know you could just quickly do a job and get out of there but um but you do you know take those conversational skills and um you know with your clients and yeah. it takes more time but sure. but it's it's more fulfilling wouldn't you say
1: yeah absolutely so yeah yeah it's it's absolutely just going the extra mile um knowing that you're taking good care of your customer Um, there was something that I was wanting to say, but it just slipped out of my mind. Um, but yeah. Well, I think
2: it's your ministry. It's like, you know, you really do, you really are a minister with the people that you come into contact with day in and day out. We all are, but we don't maybe always see ourselves that way.
1: And that's exactly what I was wanting to say is it became my offering, you know, and that's what I, I'm in this spot. And that's where God has me right now, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to treat every day like that's what I'm offering, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what changed it for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah that's so great, and yeah. anybody can do that anybody. in in whatever position they are. Uh, so that's a really great way to end this. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm yeah. really excited for our listeners to hear this, and you know, this time of year can be very challenging relationally. Um, but I think there's a lot of nuggets here that uh, the Holy Spirit is wanting to speak to people. So I just pray that this can uh, be an encouragement to you as listeners to to really think about how you're approaching life because you can do the exact same thing the exact same way, but it's, it's a mindset shift. And I think that's what Cody has really shared here is... Um, there is a certain way to approach life and, and train your mind to do that so that you can have relationships with people that might be difficult, so that you can get through the monotony of life and the hardships of life. So I'm really excited for you guys to take that before the Lord and see what He has for you in that. And Cody, thank you so much for coming on a uh, little brother that's not yeah. little anymore. <laughs> um, so until next time, this is Anna, Aaron, and Cody.